Hey there, good morning friends, this is Spencer Michaud and this is your week ahead forecast for the week of July 1st through July 7th. Um, I'm coming at you uh, on Thursday here, even though you're probably seeing this on a Sunday because I'm preparing my forecast for the week ahead um, because today I'm getting ready to go to the Great Lakes Astrology Conference that's happening today on Thursday through Sunday. Um, so by the time you see this and this is released, I'll have been meeting all these wonderful astrologers and taking in lectures and hopefully, uh, you know, connecting with people around the globe, uh, from around the globe uh, to, to celebrate astrology. So um, one of the things that I'm doing this weekend is talking about how to get your, your voice out there on social media and how to promote your astrology practice. And one of the things that I talk about in my lecture is working ahead. Uh, so this is kind of uh, practicing what I'm going to be preaching here. Uh, you know, that's the beauty of an ephemeris and some of these uh, programs that we have. We can look ahead and see what, what's going to be happening in the sky. Um, so I may be going a little quickly today, but I wanted to make sure that I got, uh, got you prepared because there's some pretty big, pretty big transits that are happening next week. And uh, we want to, you know, have a, a, maybe a little bit of a heads up and think about how we're going to plan ahead here. Okay, let's dive right in. I'm going to share my screen. Okay, Monday, July 1st. So let's just do a little overview of the, of the week here. A uh, couple very important things we have. Uh, first and foremost is going to be a new moon solar eclipse on Tuesday, uh, July 2nd. So we're going to spend some time chatting about that. Uh, Mars moves into Leo this week uh, and then conjoins, is starting to conjoin with Mercury. Um, we'll speak on that. Uh, Venus is moving into Cancer in the middle of the week. Those are the main transits that we're going to be looking at, uh, as well as just a little bit of a tour through the moon cycles that, we have, uh, that we're going to be going through here. That's always what we want to do on our week ahead, is kind of see what the, what the moon looks like. And with the new moon, we're going to be gaining light as we go through the week and you know, trying to figure out how to you know, plant the seeds that we want, uh, the establishment of new new cycles, new energy, um, new, new events that are going to come up. It's not just energy. I wanna, that's another vocal tick I want to expand on. Energy is a good word, but it's, there are actual tangible events that we have to deal with rather than just a mood. Um, so you are going to see the, the popping up of new, new events in your life that you have to deal with and that may require uh, either a shifting, a pivoting, or just some of your energy and passion. Uh, our intentions are going to be important as we move forward through this week, and then making the adjustments that that need to be made as the um, what is revealed becomes integrated into our life. So let's take a look at Monday here. Monday is going to start out with a uh, Gemini moon here in the last decan of Gemini. Okay. And we are in the last phases of a balsamic moon. So this is Monday, maybe a little bit of a, you know, releasing phase where we're really preparing ourselves for the new uh, events that are going to be coming forth at the new moon, the new impulses, the new, uh, you know, realizations, the new seeds of consciousness that are that are coming to light and demanding to be planted within the, the garden or the soil of our lives. 
So as we move forward through the day on Monday, we're going to see uh, a conjunction with Venus. So if I move my... Oops, let's get rid of this here. Clear. Bing. If we move this forward a few hours, we're going to see that the moon here is getting closer and closer to a conjunction with Venus. So communication may be something that is, is coming up for you this week with moon and Venus being in the temple or the domicile of Mercury. Uh, of course, Mercury has just moved into Leo in the last week. And some of our communications may be filled with a little more drama than normal. Uh, we may be, you know, trying to communicate who we are and our essence uh, because Mercury is, is hanging out in the domicile of the sun. And the sun being associated with identity, with the light of consciousness, with, um, you know, your intellect. Uh, and those two things are going to be combined with being in the first decade of Leo which I showed you last week was associated with the Five of Wands, where you see these, uh, these young gentlemen kind of in a mock battle, uh, jockeying for position and the spotlight, as we are told in 36 Faces by Austin Coppett. So when we are trying to communicate who we are and what we want, um, we may run into some, some challenges with that. Uh, we're going to see Mercury starting to move into a square with Uranus. So there may be some shocking events or communications that we're having to deal with. Um, maybe we're expressing ourselves in a completely new way. And that is something that uh, may be difficult for the people around us right away. Uh, a lot of the times when we start to make shifts of consciousness and, and really important changes in our life and our life path, we can get some, some feedback that may not always be the most fun. Because a lot of the time people put us in a, a bit of a box, a bit of a category, and that's what keeps us feeling safe to them. Um, and that is something to be aware of as you're making some of the changes that you need to in your life. There may be some people in your life that are your biggest cheerleaders and supporters, and you should surround yourself with those folks. Um, but you also need to hear some of the feedback that, that happens when you are testing out a new enterprise. Um, but don't get too discouraged about it because a lot of the times people's reaction to what you are doing is more about them and more about what they are feeling in that moment rather than the action that you've taken. The action you've taken may be triggering something in them, but ultimately they're coming from it from their own perspective. So it's very important to kind of keep that in mind if you're getting into any kind of you know, communications with people where uh, you're asserting yourself may be uh, creating a little bit of a ripple effect and, and a little bit of a wave. Um, it's normal. And here's the thing, people are going to get used to it. If they see that you're sincere and that you're serious about what you're doing and that what you're doing is based on uh, a connection with your higher self rather than just ego, then eventually they may come around and you may have support. Now, it is important that what you're doing is, you know, based on something that eventually could be of benefit, not just to yourself, but to your, the people in your life, the people you care about, your, your audience. Um, the greatest leaders are the ones that are in service to people. So keep that in mind when you're trying to initiate your new ventures for the summer, um, especially at the new moon eclipse here. So that's what we've got kind of on, the, on Monday here 
in the early evening, about 5.50 or so Eastern time, we're going to have a conjunction with uh, the moon and Venus. And then as we move forward through the evening, we're going to see the moon move into Cancer. Okay. So around 9 o'clock or so, 9 or 9.30 Eastern time, the moon is going to gain dignity into the sign of cancer her home sign so the moon is the sign is the planet or the deity that rules or is the steward of the temple of cancer um it's not like she's the 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 queen of that particular domicile she is responsible for providing resources for anyone or any deity that is staying within that uh within that temple or within that domicile so right now we have the sun staying uh, within the, the, the domicile of Cancer. And we're going to have Venus following suit fairly soon. So when the, the sun is in Cancer, generally uh, the people that are residing in her sign or temple are going to be provided for fairly well because the host is home. You know, she knows where everything is and she's able to, to be a good host. Now, one of the conditions that I wanted to talk about as we move into Tuesday that is already happening on Monday uh, is a condition that we spoke about at the full moon um, called the moon being under the bond. So in Hellenistic and ancient astrology, they had a condition where uh, when the moon was in 15 degrees on either side of the sun, whether at the new moon or the full moon, it was said to be under the bond. This was a weakening condition that was similar to when planets go under the beams of the sun uh, when they're in conjunction. Like So for example... Um, Venus is going to be moving under the beams of the sun fairly in fairly short order as well, and that that's kind of like a, a, a weakening position for the for the planets. Um, they uh, the sun, you know, is a very strong presence. It's it's the king, and, and the king is generally benevolent uh, until you get too close. If you get too close to the king, you start to get burned up under the heat. And there's also a, this quality of invisibility that happens with a planet that is. Uh, too close to the sun because it, it basically blocks everything else out. So this is something to keep in mind when we are, you know, experiencing the the end of the balsamic moon as as we're moving into the conjunction of the sun and the moon. So things associated with the moon could be weakened. Now it's an interesting thing uh, that I'm I'm not quite sure about uh, is sometimes when a planet is in its own domicile. It is said to be in its chariot or protected from the beams of the sun. And it's kind of like you have this canvas over top of the, like in old ancient chariots, they had these sun, sun roofs, I guess, you know, like convertibles. They're convertibles. You could roll the top down and, you know, go race around the Coliseum with your, with your fabulous steed or whatnot. And... Um, so, you know, that was, that was a condition when a planet was in its own domicile or uh, potentially in another position of dignity like exaltation or, or triplicity, uh, it was said to be protected from the beams of the sun. Now, I'm not exa- exactly sure if that is true with the moon and cancer uh, going across uh, the sun here. Uh, I think there is potential for that, although I would keep an eye on significations of the moon still being weakened over the course of the week. And if you have any uh, thoughts on that, uh, feel free to leave a comment in the, the YouTube section here. I'd be interested to hear um, what you think about the moon 
being in cancer in her own domicile and if she's weakened or not being in conjunction with the sun or if she's protected with that, with that chariot type of uh, condition. Okay, so late Monday afternoon, we are going to see that bonded condition. Now here, we've got, it's beginning already because the moon is within that 15 degree uh, distance between the sun. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, so there, there's a potential for some things associated with the nurturing quality uh, being possibly weakened, possibly going underground, possibly being hidden. A lot of things hidden behind the scenes this week. Uh, the, the, the sun is going to be moving into the second decan of cancer. And we should chat about that when we talk about Tuesday here. What we're going to do first is we're going to look at Mars here moving into Leo. Sorry, I skipped ahead. I apologize for going a little fast this week. I'm just trying to get one out there for you before I have to go meet and shake, meet and greet with all the folks. Um, so we see here that the Mars has moved into Leo. It's at zero degrees Leo now and coming into a uh, calasis with Mercury, which remember is a conjunction by three degrees. It's not quite there yet, but it's going to be moving into that condition. Um, or it's kind of like a bonded, a unification, a gluing together of those planets. So this is going to really heat up our communications for the beginning of the week. Um, a lot of the things that we were trying to get out there as far as our own personal desires and our personal, um, I don't know, intentions are going to get, get the heat of Mars and going to get a little bit sped up. Uh, we might be a little bit more forceful with putting our ideas and communications out there. And that's something to keep in mind this week, that everybody is feeling riled up about the, the new starts that they want to make, the, the new seeds that they want to plant, uh, their own ideas, uh, their own subjective perspectives. So it's very important to kind of uh, take a deep breath, uh, leave some space for other people to either talk about what they're excited about or to hear some feedback on your idea, because you may be starting to move a little bit too quickly once Mars moves into Leo there. And that may, that may shake things up in a way that uh, could, be, could be damaging on some level. Uh, Mars and Mercury are still going to be in this square, okay? They're starting to come into this square aspect with Uranus. So, you know, this, the way that you may be expressing yourself may be causing some disruptions in, in the more secure foundations of your life, which is represented by Uranus in the sign of Taurus. Uh, and that's happening over the next seven years anyway. But when we get aspects to that planet, we're going to feel those, those shakeups and those triggers a little bit more strongly. So if you've experienced some stuff this weekend uh, at social events or whatnot, you, you may have some new ideas that you want to implement. I would caution you just to take your time. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, you're going to have a transition period between the eclipses. There's generally, eclipses generally come back to back with the new moon and the full moon the new moon solar eclipse and the full moon lunar eclipse. And there is this kind of, uh, I guess it's a, a Bardot type of period, a, a liminal space in between where we feel a little shaken up and uh, we have to kind of live into those changes. And new moons generally are, are triggers for changes anyway, but when, when they're close to the nodes uh, that we see when we have eclipses, 
they are supercharged and they are really big chapter markers, not just monthly chapter markers, but like every six months. Uh, this is the setting the tone for the next six months of your life. And then there's a, a bigger cycle that is, I think, about 18 years from the last degree that that eclipse happened in. And so I want you to, to, to think about the things that are coming into your life now in the cancer-ruled area of your chart. Uh, and, you know, evaluate over the last couple days here what what new start you want to make but get ready for some changes and try to relax into those changes rather than just taking action too quickly all right so let's uh let's take a look at tuesday here let's take a look at that new moon okay as we roll into tuesday we're going to see uh in the very early morning hours we're going to have a square between the moon and uh, Chiron. Also, we're going to have a sextile of the moon and Uranus. Always, you know, this may not be true for everybody since I, there may be people viewing this in different time zones, but generally it's, uh, it's always nice to me when there's like a difficult aspect that's happening when I'm sleeping because uh, <laughs> I can work it out in my dreams rather than having to um, deal with the reality of it. Now, that may not be great for restful sleep, but, uh, you know, when you wake up, you can be like, oh, that was a dream. And I get to make a choice today as to how I'm going to deal with whatever my subconscious was wrestling with for that, for that evening. So the, uh, the new moon is going to be happening in the afternoon. In my time zone here in Eastern, Eastern Standard Time in America, it's going to be about 3.16 p.m. So we'll go forward ahead, ahead here. Now you can see that there's a a conjunction at 10 degrees of cancer between the sun and the moon. Um, what we are looking at here with the second decan of cancer, the second 10 degree section of cancer is represented by the three of cups. So here we see three uh, figures, three ladies celebrating and raising their cup in celebration. Uh, this card was called Abundance by Aleister Crowley. And it was, this is called uh, The Walled Garden by Austin Kopic. And there are themes of celebration. It's opposite Capricorn. Uh, Capricorn 2 is about the work that has to be done. And this may be about the, the respite that we take from that work, the celebration, maybe the completion of that work. Um, there's also a, a theme of uh, something being trying to be birthed at this time of the year. Summer is where all the babies are around. Either there are pregnant animals, there are little babies that have been brought into the world, and they're being nurtured. They're, they're trying to come into full fruition. And the walled garden is, is about protecting that very vulnerable baby thing that, that needs to come into the world. So there may be some themes about how are you going to protect your new, your new seedling of an idea uh, as it emerges from the soil. How are you going to uh, work on the boundaries that you need to create so that that, that particular new project can gestate properly? Uh, you may also see some really significant changes in the home and in your domestic life this particular week. Um, I know for me personally, my, my house that I rent sold and we're getting new, new owners. So you can see that in a, in a domestic sphere, we're having a, a, an, an entire new chapter is beginning. And I'm going to have a new relationship with a new landlord and things like that. 
and I'm going to have to learn how to navigate um, a, a completely new dynamic. And that may be true for you in, in your personal life. Is, is what new dynamic are you, are you um, experiencing this week and moving forward? Now, we do have uh, a condition of an opposition here. We always look for the aspects at the new and full moons. And right now we've got an aspect of a, by sign, by whole sign of an opposition with Saturn. And Pluto, the Saturn-Pluto south node energy. <sighs> the tough mutter, the meat grinder, as the astrology podcast calls it. Um, it hasn't been the most fun, at least not for me. Uh, there's challenges going on. I'm sure that uh, the people that I've been speaking to uh, have been going through their own challenges of coming, you know, trying to initiate new things and coming across the walls of structure, trying to break down and let go of the old structures that no longer serve them. The, uh, the old authoritarian power that is bubbling up from the volcanic depths that needs to be dealt with and rearranged you know, remember the South Node is is associated with things, the tide going out, with things being let go of, and we may need to evaluate with this new start how that is going to be running up against the old power structures. We're going to have a new impulse of energy, and we need to figure out how that fits into the the old outdated structure, and how do we gracefully navigate the the transition process um, because we're heading to a pretty big milestone in this process that we've been going through for the last I don't know few years here as we come to the Saturn Pluto conjunction in early 2020 as many of our power structures are shifting and we're feeling that on a global level as well as on a personal level um, so this summer is going to be giving you some some pretty strong uh, previews of that of that energy and, and the direction that we, we may be heading. This is a progress report this week as far as how you're doing. Um, this new moon and this, this full moon kind of harken back a little bit. The full moon, of course, is going to be on the 16th of July, are harkening back to some of the, the energies that we initiated on the new moon in January, January 5th in particular. Um, I don't know if I shared this on a video, but I, when I had a, a new moon in my sixth house, I had a, in January, I uh, chipped a wisdom tooth and went into the dentist and got some feedback on my teeth and decided to do a um, very intensive kind of uh, attempt to naturally heal some of my teeth and, and the cavity that I had in my wisdom tooth through diet and through uh, mineralization and vitamins and things like that. Um, and I have, a, <laughs> I have a, another dentist appointment on the, the day before the, the full moon eclipse. So that'll be my progress report. You can see how these things kind of match up. And one of two things is going to happen. They're going to be like, hey, good job, Spence. Your, your tooth is healing up and it looks good. Or they're going to be like, eh, doesn't look like what you're intending is happening and you may need to get that tooth pulled. So one, one of those two things is going to happen. It's the progress report, right? Uh, so, so keep your eyes peeled for that this week. And what you're going to be, uh, the, what is coming to terms from that earlier six-month cycle that we initiated in January. Now, this is a new impulse in a different area of your chart, though, in the, in the cancer-ruled area of your chart. So what you need to do is just look at the, um, 
whatever house is represented, okay, in this chart, for example, it's the ninth house. So if you were a Scorpio rising, for example, you're, you would have a new start in your personal belief system. Uh, maybe you're uh, starting a whole new uh, cycle in associated with your long distance travel with pilgrimages that you might take to find meaning in your life. And the ninth house, of course, was a cadent house that was moving away from the angle on the 10th. And the 10th was associated with praxis or action. So for all of you Scorpio ascendants, maybe you're trying to figure out why you're taking the actions you are in the world. Maybe you are initiating a new set of uh, you know, beliefs out into the world and, and that, that new set of circumstances is being born through the birth channel of this new moon. Uh, one of the things that's overused is in New Age type of language is the word portal. I, I get like for, for moons and things associated with the nodes though, it's not the worst. It's not the worst uh, use of that word. I like birth channel. Um, that's something that I've been, you know, absorbing through a guy like Robert Schmidt, who talks about the signs as birth channels and the deities as abstractions that want to be concretized into the world of form. We had two separate worlds that we were dealing with. One, one with the idealization and abstractions that are represented by the planets. And then one by the world that we live in of material forms that are coming into being and passing away. And the abstractions of the planets get concretized through that birth channel of the sign into the material forms and experiences that we have here on this planet. And, you know, we have to examine now what is being born. What is coming through the birth channel? Is it, is it something good? Is it something that you really need to pay attention to? Uh, it may not be good or bad. It may just be, and you may have to just deal with it. That's really, you know, if you want to take a more of a Taoist perspective on it, you know, a lot of the things just just are, and uh, you can choose to experience them in a certain way. Um, but there's a little bit of a you know natural order to these things, where there's a little bit of light in the darkness, a little bit of darkness in the light. Uh, everything is not black and white. If you experience something negative at this eclipse, uh, realize that it may contain the seed, the, the seed potential for something good. If you're experiencing something good, be careful that you aren't setting yourself up for some challenges down the road. So it's all about balance, really. Uh, eclipses in the ancient world were not something that astrologers or people really looked forward to. I mean, imagine that you didn't have um, NASA or these programs predicting when they would come and you saw the sun start to disappear in the sky, something that you glorified as, and, and deified and held as sacred and it started to disappear and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like something is swallowing the sun. And uh, in the Jyotisha perspective, in the ancient tradition there, they they thought of the North Node as uh, a dragon, uh, the head of the dragon in particular, Rahu, who was swallowing the sun. And you could see as uh, the moon passes between, I'm sorry, what do we have here? So yeah, the moon passes between the sun and the earth. It, bl it blankets out the light from the sun at this new moon, okay? So they thought of it as a 
this like giant snake dragon creature swallowing up the vitality of the sun. And the interesting thing about that is we can think of it as like shutting off the, the light of that planet. And the sun being the intellect and our rational faculty is getting kind of this, the light switch flipped off for a little period of time. And that's why things go a little nutty at the eclipses. Uh, we're, we're losing touch with some of that, you know, that solar vitality and that energy. And when we shut that light off, uh, other things are awakened. And in this case, the moon becomes extra powerful. So things that are bubbling up from the subconscious are reflected light, our emotional lives, our uh, things that are coming from the depths are bubbling up to the surface. And we're not really having the benefit of our, um, you know, royal dignified intellect to kind of maybe stop us from doing some things that may not be in our best interest. So be really careful when you are experiencing these eclipses because you may not be in touch with every, uh, every part of yourself and everybody's going to be kind of experiencing this. And emotions that have been brewing over the past couple of weeks are probably going to start erupting to the surface. That, that's my prediction for this. Uh, we've been going through some very challenging oppositions with um, Saturn and Pluto with Mars and Mercury and now the moon and the sun and Venus is going to through, go through that, uh, that, you know, I don't know, that challenge over the next few weeks. And the energy of cancer is not direct. And a lot of the times we will sit on stuff and it'll, it'll fester and it'll be brooding you know, brewing underneath the surface. We'll be brooding emotionally. And you may start to see some of those things really come to light uh, when the eclipses are starting to happen, especially at the full moon eclipse as well. Um, so just be aware that everybody's going to be under the, these same uh, transits and have a little compassion for your fellow, uh, fellow person. Um, don't try not to go off the rails. Don't make any huge decisions right at the new moon. Uh, wait a little while. You're going to have a transition period to figure out whether what you're experiencing is coming from uh, a place of reality or, or just coming from an over-emotional space. All right. So let's take a look at Wednesday. Let's move forward here a little bit. Bing, bang, boom. On Wednesday, we're still going to be going through this new moon phase. Uh, late Tuesday, we've got that, that actual contact of the moon with Saturn and then with Pluto. So Tuesday, late Tuesday, early Wednesday, a little, a little sticky. Uh, if, if, uh, if I had to guess, going to be some sticky stuff going on. Um, in the evening, we have another planetary ingress on Wednesday, Wednesday evening, we are going to be seeing uh, the Venus move into the domicile of Cancer. There we go, right around 11.30 p.m. on Wednesday. So like we said, Aphrodite is going to be going through the, through the meat grinder here, through the, uh, through the, the challenging opposition aspects. And of course, Aphrodite or Venus is, is associated 
with uh, creating beauty in our lives, um, with letting things come to her with the a desire and attraction type of qualities. Heard a really great lecture on sect recently where we talked about having um, Venus, whether she is in sect or out of sect, of course, sect being the uh, team or the political team of planets that have power in a chart. And when a planet is in sect, it's able to, to access its best self, so to speak, or, or it's, it's easier to manifest its significations without having to compromise its, its values. And when a planet is out of sect, generally we, there are compromises that have to be made. Uh, there may be uh, things that are pulling us off course, um, and the, the more negative side of the planet may be manifested. Now you're saying, well, Venus, Venus is a nice planet. It's a benefic, and yes, it is. Uh, but what are the negative downsides of, of uh, maybe an out-of-sect Venus? So during the day, on Wednesday, Venus is, is going to be not necessarily on her own team. And it may be, you may be getting pulled uh, off course with Venusian things when she is not in the sect in favor or in your personal natal chart. Um, if, you have, uh, if you're born during the day, Venus would be of the night sect. And you can tell that by seeing where the sun was at your birth. Was it a, a, above or below the horizon? So there's the horizon here. And if it was above, you are of the day sect. And if it was below the sun, that is, you are of the night sect ruled by the moon. Okay. And what does an out-of-sect Venus look like? Well, an out-of-sect Venus... Uh, the word that, that Bob Schmidt used was enchantment. Uh, it becomes enchanted by its idealization of form, of beauty, and of harmony. So there may be some things that are pulling you off of your center if you are getting too idealistic about uh, creating the the forms and structures and beauty and balance in your life if you have an out-of-sect Venus operating. And some of those things may be coming right into contact with cold, hard, volcanic reality. <laughs> um, and there may be some hard truths that come up in your relationships in the, your family, uh, in the harmony that, that is happening within your domestic sphere. Uh, we can see right now also we have a condition of uh, Venus going under the beams because it is within 15 degrees of the sun, so it is being weakened. It's getting ready to be reborn in the furnace of the sun. So you can think of the, a planet going into its conjunction with the sun is taking to its, its sick bed, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's getting weakened by going under the beams, but it's getting ready to be reborn and go, start a new cycle. So we're heading towards that. And some of the Venusian qualities in your life may be uh, starting to get a little bit weaker and not being able to be expressed in, in its purest form. Uh, Venus being in the domicile of the moon, the moon is offering up her significations to Venus to be harmonized. This is a really important concept. I think this was a, another really cool thing I'm learning from some lectures on zodiacal releasing. Uh, and the example 
that was given was from Einstein's chart where he had a Venus in Aries, which is actually its exile. And eventually in his life, and so just to back up, that would mean that Mars is offering up his significations to Venus, being the ruler of Aries, to be softened. So eventually Einstein started out with a very hot temper and eventually he seemed to mellow over time according to his biographers. And Venus created a little bit of harmony in that area of his life and mellowed out his, his martial tendencies. So what does that mean for, for us in the sky now? Well, let's clear all this junk. And we will see that we've got this connection with Venus and the moon. So the moon is offering up her significations to be mellowed out by Venus right now. See that? So obviously the moon represents forms coming into being and passing away, the nurturing principle, uh, things that have to do with uh, popularity and relationship with the public and the masses. So maybe we are going to see a little bit of a pacification of the masses. I know that we're going through some really challenging things politically right now. Um, and hopefully we'll see some of those things start to become resolved. I don't think it's, you know, it's not all going to be resolved at once uh, because we're dealing with a much larger cycle than you know any of us really understand from day to day. Um, if we look at these things from a perspective of history, we can kind of see the ups and the downs. But when we're living it in everyday life, we get like really tossed about by you know a news story, a speech someone said. Uh, did this person's favorite party you know gain power? Uh, did this person testify in front of the Congress? You know, and it's all part of a bigger cycle. Of change really it's change and even if something looks like it's met a roadblock uh, you know all things are gonna all, all, all rivers from the top of the mountain reach reach the ocean eventually and it's gonna wear down over time and even if something isn't to your liking right now just wait a little bit uh, you you are part of history you are living history right now and it doesn't mean you don't take actions that you need to take um, because that's maybe your responsibility you may be called to to be a part of that historical change. Um, but recognize that, that it's part of something bigger than you and try to live through those cycles and changes with grace. Um, a little patience goes a long way uh, when we're dealing with, with larger term issues. You know, we've had these stories come out about, um, I guess, concentration camps and immigration. Um, we may see some movement with that. Uh, maybe with Venus coming into the, the, the sign of the cancer here, perhaps we'll have a little bit of harmony with that and, and some unification and some beautification of some of those issues, hopefully, um, you know, depending on what side of the political spectrum you, you fall on. I think most everybody can agree. I hope that children um, are fairly innocent within this and, and deserve to be treated with respect. So hopefully we'll see some of those things uh, happening. Um, I don't want to start a political conversation, but this is a basic human rights thing. And I think that um, human decency sh should win in the end. And with the sign of cancer, we're going to see, you know, some of those issues being bandied about back and forth as we go through the, the opposition with Saturn and Pluto. Okay, um, so that's Wednesday. We're going to see uh, the moon start to move into Leo towards the end of the day here. 
Okay. And that is going to trigger all that Mars Mercury stuff here in Leo. Remember the moon is like a like that those uh pins on the on the music box that are triggering the tuned keys. And you know, a moon Mercury Mars conjunction is going to flame things up. It may bring to light some of the the um areas of life in Leo that the 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 Leo ruled area of your chart uh and cause you to deal with some of the, the challenges inherent with your new identity that you're trying to get out into the world. Um, just my advice for all the Leo energy, being a Leo ascendant myself and dealing with that on a daily basis is, <laughs> I'm going to try to humble myself here. Uh, I guess that's my advice, humble yourself, because the, the what I like to describe as the flaws with the Leo energy is, uh, yes, it's good to believe in yourself and have pride and to uh, a, a decent amount of confidence is different than pride, I guess. Um, but there is this moment where you can kind of get this look where you're looking around and you're like, who, who are you talking to? You can't possibly be speaking to me if someone is if you feel like you're disrespected or something like that, you get this kind of this incredulous look like, like you're above whatever someone is saying to you. And, and it's important not to fall, fall victim to um, getting that part of yourself triggered, especially as the moon, Mercury and Mars are all hanging out there. Cause it could be pretty easy. Your emotions could be tied up with, you know, your, your identity and your self-expression and that may cause some some challenges. It may also energize you. Uh, the moon uh, in Leo is a uh, is you know very fiery. Uh, it's a fire sign. It's going to be making and applying, uh, and applying trine to to Jupiter, which is a good thing. It first is, has to pass through on Wednesday or Thursday, early Thursday here. It has to pass through a square with Uranus. So again, the moon is going to be triggering that that kind of shakeup energy right here as it, it comes into its square with Uranus uh, early Thursday morning now, okay, July 4th. This is our 4th of July holiday. So, you know, the fireworks might start, might start early uh, <laughs> in your neck of the woods. Um, but I think that's, that's probably the most challenging aspect of the day. And as we move past the conjunctions with Mars and Mercury, we're going to see this nice applying trine to, uh, to Jupiter and Sagittarius and I'm I'm feeling that this might be a pretty pretty nice see that that trine there, which is the nature of Jupiter, okay, and it of course has the the triangle there the triangle aspect the trigonal figure we can say, and that is uh, 120 degrees apart from the sign in question, and that is a positive conversation that's happening between the Moon and Jupiter. There's positive communication. Uh, we think of the planets as witnessing and test and providing testimony for each other. So we're going to be triggering some of the nice nice qualities of this Jupiter in its own domicile of Sagittarius. Maybe just a nice time to relax. Uh, maybe hopeful and starting to feel a little bit more magical around this time of the week. Uh, of course, try not to overdo it. It's important to set reasonable boundaries and not get too far. Um, ahead of yourself. This includes fireworks with all this energy in the fire sign. Uh, this is bringing a thought to mind. With Mars and Leo and fire sign here, 
and Mercury and the moon and, and Jupiter and an aspect with that. Jupiter makes everything bigger. So there, we may see some of the craziest fireworks displays around. And with Mars being in Leo too, um, try not to light yourself on fire. Try not to hold the, don't get too overconfident holding the firework in your hand and have it blow up in your face. I mean, I think the potential for injuries uh, with this particular lunation and arrangement of planets is actually pretty high. Um, we may see bigger, bigger, badder, uh, more expansive explosions. So um, follow all of your safety precautions. Um, make sure you have enough distance between you and, and the stuff that you're lighting up. Use common sense. Uh, I know that you may want to create some, some big spectacle, but in the end, it's not worth losing a finger over or an eyeball. Uh, so that is my maternal uh, moment for the day, my Cancerian sun and Saturn in Virgo uh, advice, practical advice for you. Um, so make sure that you are practicing uh, sa proper safety measures and bring the fire extinguisher, okay? in case something happens. All right, so that's what we've got on the 4th of July here. Uh, Mercury is going to be slowing down. Um, the After the new moon phase, we're going to be heading into a crescent phase, which is where the moon is about 40, 45 degrees, I'm sorry, 40 degrees, zero to 40 degrees ahead of, oh wait, what do we got here? No, crescent phase is 40 to 90 degrees ahead of the sun. Okay, so we've got this distance here ahead of the sun. And then if the new moon was, we're trying to, the, the, the seed was trying to establish itself uh, under the ground with new root systems and like it was emerging from its shell, okay, then we're going to see maybe some of the, the, the stalk starting to emerge from the dirt after it's established that root system and, and shed its like protective covering. Um, it's very vulnerable under the ground, and it, this crescent phase, we're learning to kind of mobilize our forward movement and get past some of the inertia that we may be feeling with the new cycle. Um, at the beginning of any, any enterprise and new phase in your life, it may be difficult to get moving and get started because uh, there, are, there are established uh, hierarchies and patterns that we are a part of, and just getting yourself moving, getting yourself up, up off the couch, starting a new exercise routine, starting a new arrangement between you and your loved ones, it can just take some time to get, to get uh, established. And that's what we're going to be experiencing during this crescent phase, uh, is, is a, a work to uh, an energetic working to establishing whatever the new cycle, that the new impulse that we received at the, at the new moon eclipse. Um, Mercury is going to be slowing down to its retrograde uh, station at the end of the week. So let's clear this again, and we're going to move forward into, into Friday. Okay. See, we've got the, the conjunction actually happens very early, uh, or the trine, I'm sorry, the trine of, of uh, the moon and Jupiter happens very early on July 5th. And then we're moving past that beautiful aspect, and we are moving into what is next. We're going to be seeing uh, the beginning of a connection between Mercury and Uranus. And remember, a connection is when a planet is aspecting within three degrees. So as we move forward, 
we're going to see Venus moving into about three degrees Cancer. It's going to start sextiling Uranus. Um, so that may be triggering again those new impulses. But from this point, uh, this particular aspect is a harmonizing one. So there, there may some of the changes that are coming up, the shocking changes, you may be starting to integrate them into your life a little bit more, more easily and starting to harmonize the different disparate elements of your life. Um, we're going to be seeing the moon starting to move through the end of Leo into the sign of Virgo uh, very early on Saturday morning, the 6th. And uh, with that is coming a little bit more, uh, we may be sobering up a little bit on Saturday after, you know, the holiday festivities of Thursday and Friday, and then it's back to work, okay? Like it's uh, July 6th, it's a Saturday, Saturday, ruled by Saturn, time to Saturn up, uh, time to, to figure out where the rubber meets the road with all of the changes that you're putting into place, time to take care of the details, um, you know, Virgo being a Mercury-ruled sign, it likes to set things into different categories. It likes to, uh, you know, separate the, the, the wheat from the chafe, okay? So figure out what stays and what goes and where you're going to be putting your energy over the next six months or, or years ahead even. Um, as we move to su Sunday, we're going to see a connection, a trine aspect between the moon and Saturn and Pluto. So that is a positive, a positive aspect, a trine between those, those difficult planets that we've been experiencing. So maybe some of the, the, the truths and realities that you're coming to terms with, maybe, maybe they're starting to become a little bit more integrated in your life and you're having some positive conversations with the authority figures and the hierarchies within your life and moving forward into, uh, you know, practical, ap applicable changes. What we're going to be experiencing as we move into the evening on Saturday is the beginning of a uh, connection between the sun and Saturn, a connection of the opposition between the sun and Saturn. See that? And that is within three degrees again. So again, the sun is the one that's going to be coming into the, the brick wall, uh, questions of identity, questions of the light of the mind, the intellect how you are shining and putting your energy out there, how you're wielding your authority may come across and into conflict with a bigger authority. Uh, you know, Saturn is outside the orbit of the sun and it generally is the, we call him father time. And, you know, everything is subject to the, the entropy of time. And just because you want something does not mean that, that, uh, it may be good for you or that it may be part of the larger cycle of history. So we're going to get some more reality checks coming here and you may start to feel that over the weekend. All right. So as we move through Saturday into Sunday, we're going to be moving into my birthday. <laughs> seven, seven. Um, so what you're going to be seeing here is basically my solar return chart from the year. Yay. Uh, <laughs> and of course the solar return chart is the, uh, the chart that happens when you're, when the sun returns to the exact position it was in your birth. And that was said to be kind of a theme for the year ahead. Um, you can see right here at 1533. That's when my solar return is right here. Here we go. So in my solar return chart, I'm going to have a Sag ascendant with a retrograde Jupiter on the ascendant. That doesn't seem so bad. Uh, but, uh-oh, sun in the eighth house, 
Saturn in the second. Hmm. Maybe some, some, uh, negotiations that happen between, uh, my own personal resources and the resources of others in the second and eighth house respectively. Now for universally, what does that mean? What are we experiencing on Saturday? Well, Hey, guess what, everybody? Mercury is stationed retrograde. Yay. So it's slowed down and it is starting to backtrack at four degrees Leo uh, in everybody's chart, not just the solar return chart of my birthday. And uh, we're, we're going to be reconsidering some of the actions that we may have been initiating over the past few weeks, maybe having to redo things, maybe having to submit our uh, mercurial will to the divine will rather than our personal will. Uh, and that can be a blessing. Um, it's, this is something that I'm learning from my teacher, Adam Ellenboss, that, that retrograde cycles don't have to be these big, you know, frustrating things. If you, if you let go of the oars, if you, if you feel like you're paddling upstream, you may be paddling in an unproductive product direction. And if you allow yourself to let go of the oars and just go with the current of your life, you may find that you are, you, you, you go down, first of all, you don't exhaust yourself. Second of all, you may find that you end up somewhere that you didn't originally intend, but is a better position than you were before, because it's in alignment with the divine will rather than your own ego and your own egoic will. And uh, of course, there's all the, the cliched things like, you know, Mercury is connected with technology and communication, so make sure you're double checking everything. You may experience some slowdowns and some frustrating communications. I know as Mercury went into its shadow, I'd uh, I had had an update of my um, operating system so I could make a presentation for my conference that I'm doing. And I had to update the software to, to, to be able to update my keynote on my Mac. And it ended up slowing everything down, and, and I had to reboot my old operating system. So always make a backup, okay? And now I'm able to make this video because I had a backup of my old system. So it's really important during, during especially Mercury retrograde, to back everything up. You know, it might not be the best time to make a huge change or to, to you know, buy new uh, communications equipment. Although, who knows? I mean, you can't schedule everything according to uh, a three-week retrograde period. Sometimes you're going to have to have the conversation. Sometimes you're going to have to try to make the video. Uh, sometimes you're going to have to buy something that's related to communication or travel or, you know, a vehicle of some sort. Just keep in mind that there may be some things that you have to redo. You may have to, you know, look at the contract again. You may have to do the video over again. I know my buddy Adam just posted that uh, he did a, a reading for somebody and forgot to press the record button. It happens. You know, uh, I, did, I did something similar where I recorded one of these week ahead videos a few weeks ago uh, at the anoretic degree of, I don't know if it was the moon or Mercury, like where it was changing signs and the whole file was corrupted and I had to do it over again. It, it just comes with the territory. So uh, try to relax if something like that doesn't work out exactly how you're planning. Take a break and then go for it again. Okay. Um, that retrograde is going to happen around 7.15 p.m. Eastern time, around 4 degrees. It's going to station direct again at the end of the month. So July overall as a month is going to be a little bit of a reevaluation of some of the, the new identities that we're taking on and how we're communicating those out into the world. And you may have to reevaluate the systems, of the delivery systems that you're putting out there as well. All right. 
I think that's about what I've got for today. I'm going to be heading over to the to the conference here pretty soon. I've got a talk I'm giving tomorrow, and I'm going to be meeting up with all my good friends, and um, hopefully interviewing some folks over there, and maybe putting that up on my channel as well. So you might be seeing those already if I have enough time to post them up. And thanks again for supporting uh, my channel here, and I appreciate all the feedback that you've been giving me on the the comments section. I hear you. I see you. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you spreading the word and things like that too. Uh, it definitely takes a village to do stuff like that. And I'm hoping to try to continue to be consistent like this and bring you um, the, best, the best things that I can with, with the time and energy that I've got. And hopefully you're finding it valuable and uh, want to say thank you for um, being a part of it. So I will talk to you next week. Hopefully everybody survives eclipse season. Remember to breathe. Remember that everybody's going through this change and is becoming a little bit destabilized and you'll get through it. This too shall pass. All right, everybody. I'll see you later. We'll talk to you soon.